310. I want to rest and experience. Say that word with me, experience. Experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Experience. I want to just share something with you as we get into some things today. This is not going to be just a typical Easter message, even though it is an Easter message, but it's going to be something to encourage you and impart something into your life. And Paul was talking here about progressively getting to know the power and experience. And that word experience speaks of experiencing something that someone else experienced, not just hearing what someone experienced. You know, you can hear someone say what it's like giving birth to a child, but unless you're ever there and you see your child being born, you don't have the full impact and the experience. You cannot live on somebody else's experience. And Paul is saying, if I'm going to live victorious in this life, it's not enough to know that he was crucified, died, and he rose again, but I want to experience the power that he experienced when he was raised from the dead. This is another thing that Paul is saying. This is a word for you and I today. He was saying... Christ died, and it's not simply a historical time, and it's not just a moment in the past, but it's something that we can experience every day. It's not just that he died 2,000 years ago for us, for the church, but that he died and his spirit is living every moment, every moment of our life, every day that we get up, every time we arise. It's something that's alive, and Paul is saying, I want to experience this. I want to get to know that power that raised him from the dead. And it goes on to say in the next verse here in Romans 8, verse 11, the message, it says, it stands to reason, doesn't it? No doubt that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus. That's experience. Bringing alive to himself when God lives and breathes in you and he does it as surely as he did it in Jesus. You are delivered. Somebody shout out, I am delivered. I am delivered from the dead life and his living spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ. There's more to salvation than just accepting Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior. There's a life that is breathed within you. And you become a living, just as Jesus rose from the dead and God was alive in him. God becomes alive in you. And you become that living temple of the Holy Spirit. You become the, the bread made life. You become the word made flesh and dwell on this earth as a representation of your Father God. There is a living life that comes on the inside of you. That means, listen, you need to write this down. When it says that I may know him and experience the power of his revelation. In other words, you need to write this down and you need to memorize this. He has made a life for you that is worth living. He has made a life for you that is valuable and a life that is worth living because just as Christ was raised from the dead, as dead and as hopeless as it would seem to the disciples and to him that day, he is able to raise you up. And that's why I want to talk to you. Everybody has spoken many times. You've heard messages about the power of the resurrection, but I want to give you an aspect of it today. The power of the resurrection, one of the simple aspects of the re resurrection of Jesus Christ is that the power of the resurrection is to do a reversal on what seems impossible to you. Anything irreversible in your life can be reversed by the power of God. I mean, when it seemed like he was dead, it seemed like it was over, the stone was rolled over the tomb, there's no more life, but how many of you know that God, by his power, was able to reverse? Somebody shout out reverse. He was able to reverse what seemed irreversible.
When my wife and I first got, started dating back in uh, 78, the second movie we double dated with a couple too was the movie Superman. Maybe you remember when Superman came out. And in this movie, at the end of it, Lois Lane was dying and, and she had died and the dirt had fell on top of her because of the earthquake and it seemed like there was no hope. But Superman got into supersonic speed. And he started going around the earth. Y'all remember that? He started going around the earth and he stopped the rotation of the earth and he started going back the other way because he was determined to turn back time to where she wasn't dead but alive. Well, I want you to know there is somebody more powerful than Superman and his name is the man of man, the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings and he's got the supersonic power. He's got everything under his control and he is able to reverse anything that seems irreversible in your life. Can I hear an amen? amen. Look at this, Revelation. Chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid down his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. Now look at this. I died. But look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys. The irreversible was reversed by the power of God. Whatever situation you may be in, or your children may be in, or this nation may be in, or the world may be in, it doesn't matter when they say it's hopeless. We know that the power of the resurrection, that Paul says, I want to experience the experience that Christ had that was able to raise him up, and what was irreversible became reversible by the power of God. And that's the power of the resurrection that God is offering you and I, and wanting us to experience as a daily lifestyle experience the living life that he put on the inside of us that there is a power in prayer there is a power in the name above all names there is a power in the blood there is power in the Holy Ghost there's power in the Word of God there's power in the prayer of agreement there's power in faith there's power in love there is power in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and is able to make us come alive and see that whatever seems it's over he is able to reverse it. Amen. Now look at this. Acts 2, 24. Acts 2, verse 22 and 24. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him as you well know. But God knew what would happen. And his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But what does it say? But God. But God. But, but what? He did what? He released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life. For death could not keep him in its grip. Can I hear an amen? He's the God who reverses the impossible. You know, you, when, the other day when they were shaving Cody's head and Lance's head, once they shaved their head, there was no putting the hair back. You can't unbake cookies. When it comes to your computer and you say, I want to delete this file, and then they ask you one more time, do you want to permanently delete it? And you say, yes. How many of you know, once you delete it, there's no getting it back? When it seems like wherever you are right now, when it seems like there's no getting it back, there's no getting your laugh back. 
There's no getting your trust back. There's no getting your life back. There's no getting peace back. When it seems like you have gone so far that there is no way that anything could ever turn around, he's the God of the, uh, of the versatile. Amen. He can turn it around. Cancer, whatever it is. Now, I looked up the definition of the word reverse. Y'all know how I am with definitions. And it means, get this, the opposite of what was. When he reverses the situation, Jesus says, I was dead. But hey, guess what? I'm alive. My situation was reversed, and now I have the opposite. It means, write this down, an exchange of a position and function. When he reversed the situation of Christ, he exchanged him, and he gave him a name which is above every name. And when you and I experience that same power and spirit that raised Christ from the dead, there's an exchange of position. I'm his child and a function. I'm not a slave to the world or the any anymore. Going in or turn toward the direction opposite that you were going on. Operating and behaving in an order in a way contrary to the opposite which you were usually expecting. A new change. It means a complete change of direction and action. It means to turn upside down, inside out, and outside in. It means to swap, to change around, to exchange, to interchange, to switch Alter, overturn, overthrow, disallow, override, overrule, veto, revoke, repel, nullify, and vindicate. It means the reverse to that previous state or situation. That's the word to reverse. That's what the spirit of resurrection is in you and around you and for you today. To reverse whatever is come against you. Now look at this. Luke 4.18. The spirit. The what? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, and set at liberty those that are oppressed. The Spirit of the Lord has come to what? Listen to this. Reverse poverty. Say that with me. Reverse poverty. He says, I've come to reverse poverty. I've come to reverse brokenheartedness. I've come to take it and turn you into the opposite direction and let you go and move in a new position you never moved in before. He's come to reverse captivity and bondages. The spirit of resurrection is to reverse blindness. The spirit of resurrection is to reverse the impact and the bruisal and the emotional pain set by the enemy or something that happened in your life. He says, I've come to reverse the effects of the abuse. I've come to re- I have come to reverse and make you start going in a different direction than you've come before in your mind, your spirit, and your body. That's the power of resurrection. Now it says in Acts chapter 2 verse 24. It says, but God, hallelujah, but God raised him from the dead, freeing him. And that's the same spirit alive in you today, freeing you from the agony of death because it was impossible. Somebody shout out impossible. It was impossible for death to keep its hold. Somebody shout out hold. Hold on him. The word hold there means it couldn't detain him, maintain him, and restrain him. The power of God is available and the power of resurrection. It's not just walking down front and shaking the preacher's hand, but it's about progressively, like Paul said, I want to know so I can experience firsthand for myself that there is a power that what used to restrain me is broken. What used to hold me can be broken. What used to abuse me can be broken. That there is a reversal from the power of the 
the Holy Spirit that whatever lies that the enemy used to feed me in my mind, whatever the enemy used to use to try to hold me down, there's a spirit of reversal coming in my life. It's already in my life because when I become born again, the Spirit of God comes on the inside of me. And if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that did the reversal from Him from dead to living, it's that Spirit that breaks me from dead to living, from being bound to free, from being held down, restraining bondage, for whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That's the power of reversal. That's the power of resurrection. That the restrainings are broken. It means to keep someone held prisoner. It means to keep possession. The devil don't have any right to hold you possession anymore. It means ways of grasping and restraining someone. It means a degree of power of control. But we got good news. For this reason, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the power of the enemy and the power that he held for many generations to hold down God's people. But Jesus came to set the captives free and do a reversal that the things that used to hold our mind and our heart, the things that used to hold us down, he came to give a reversal and broke that hold and let us go. Can I hear an amen? Look at 1 John 3, 8. For this purpose, for you, you were the purpose. Your life is valuable. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might what? Come on, shout it out. If you're mad at the devil, shout it out. If you're mad at what the devil's done to you, shout it out. Destroy. Reverse. Reverse the restraining hold of the enemy. Jesus says, I've come to reverse. Listen to this now. And I've come to redefine. He said, listen now. He said, I am he that was, that is, and will be. The reversal of the spirit of resurrection is that now he redefines what you were, what you are, and what you will be. The spirit of reversal is that you're not no longer the son of the enemy or son or child of this world or of the devil. He has done the reversal that you are now washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and that you are a son and daughter of the Most High God. He did a reversal so now that you, don't own, you no longer are owned by the enemy, but you belong to God Almighty as a son and daughter of the Most High God. So he did the reversal so you could be free. Now he defines what you were, what you are, and what I'm going to be. Nothing that's in my future Except for what God purpose and plan defines who I am. What you're going through doesn't define who you are. What you've done doesn't define who you are. What you're doing right now doesn't define who you are. Because there's a spirit of reversal and the spirit of resurrection power that's available for you to experience. That whatever has been holding you down is going to have to let you go in Jesus' name. Jeremiah 32, 17 says there is nothing too hard for you. When it says too hard for you, it means difficulties, degrees of difficulties. Matthew 9 26. With men this is impossible but with God all things are possible. The angel Gabriel said in Luke 1 37. For with God all things are possible. Impossible situations are divine opportunities for reversal. You need to write that down. When you're going through the hardest time of your life there are opportunities for God to do a reversal. One man once wrote Leverage all odds against you just so that you know that it wasn't your gifts but his power through your gifts that fulfilled his purpose. 
You want to talk about the reversing power of God? It's what reversed Lazarus when Jesus was told that he was already dead four days in the tomb. And they said, Lord, we're not going to roll away the stone because he stinks. But how many you know that there's a power of God that doesn't look at the natural and doesn't depend on the natural or what men may say? The Lord says, roll away the stone. And the voice called out to him and death had to flee and life came in and whatever that's been lingering on you trying to keep you down it's got to let you go because that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead we're celebrating today not something that only happened 2,000 years ago but it's here to happen today it's here to happen today if you just reach out by faith and grab a hold of it it is here to happen today that just as Lazarus situation was uh, turned around the woman who was bent over for 18 years had a reversal in her situation the multitudes were fed with just two fishes and, and, and uh, five loaves of bread. The blind had a reversal and the blinded eyes could see. The lepers had a reversal and their skin became as babies. From the beginning of time, God has always did a reversal. If the water was flowing one way, it wasn't nothing for God just to make the water stand up and obey. I tell you, we've got a God who speaks into everything and every obstacle and every problem you may be facing or looking at today, there is power. We're celebrating resurrection. We're celebrating reversible power that whatever situation you may be against there's reversible power in Jesus name amen oh hallelujah the paralytic got there how about this how about when a good old Peter amputated the high priest soldier's ear what did Jesus do he grabbed the ear off the ground and he put it right back where it was does our God have the power to reverse or doesn't he amen now look, John 9, 32, the man who was born blind, Jesus reversed it, and he could see. I want you to look at a story here. Isaiah, chapter 38, verse 1 through 8. Listen to this. At that time, Hezekiah got sick, and he was about to die. And the prophet Isaiah, son of Amaz, visited him and said, God says, prepare your affairs and your family. This is it. You're going to die. You're not going to get well. Hezekiah turned from Isaiah, facing the wall, and prayed to God. God, please, I beg you, remember how I've lived my life. I lived faithfully in your presence, lived out of a heart that is totally yours. You've seen how I lived and the good that I have done. And Hezekiah wept as he prayed painful tears. Then God told Isaiah, go and speak with Hezekiah. Give him the message from me. The God of your ancestor, David, I've heard your prayer I've seen your tears. Here's what I'm going to do. I'll add 15 years to your life, and I'll save you and this city from the king of Assyria. I have my hand on this city. And this is your confirming sign, confirming that I, God, will do exactly what I promised. Watch for this. As the sun goes down and the shadow lengthens on the sundial of Ahaz, I'm going to what? Reverse the shadow, ten notches on the dial, and that's what happened. And the declining sun shadow, what did he do? Reversed ten notches on the dial. The resurrecting power of God is the power to reverse. Now listen, that ten notches on the dial is four hours. God didn't move the sundial back four hours. God moved the sun back four hours. And people say, well, I don't believe that. Then you can't believe in resurrection. 
Joshua asked God to let the sun stand still and it stood still until he won the battle. God says, I'll show you a sign that you'll have no doubt about. I'll reverse the sun for hours to confirm that I'll keep my word and I'm the God of the reversible. I don't know where you are today and you say, well, I want a sign. Your sign is what we're celebrating today, that Jesus was dead and he is alive and he's alive forevermore and he's going to restore your life. He's going to restore everything that the enemy has stolen from you. It says in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 13, even from eternity I am he and there is none who can deliver out of my hand. I act and who can what? Who can reverse it? The resurrection power is reversal power. Isaiah 45 verse 23. I promise in my own name every word out of my mouth does what it says. And I'll never take back what I say. Amen. Isaiah 55 verse 11. So will the words that come out of my mouth will not come back empty handed. They do the work I send them to do and they'll complete the assignment I'll give them. Matthew 15, 18. I'm going to put it all together. Put it all together in a vast panorama. God's law is more real and lasting than the stars of the sky, the ground at your feet. Long after they burn out and the earth wears out, God's law will be alive and working. Look at Luke 21, 33. It says, heaven and earth will pass away but my words by no means will pass away. His word cannot be reversed. Amen? He's the Father who does the reversal. Now, as we get ready to close, I ask you just for your patience for a little bit longer because this is the word I felt God wanted me to get to because we could talk about the resurrection and so many things in that, but there's something specific God wants to speak to your heart. He wants you to get a revelation of the reversal of the Father Satan, his influence and his control over your life and the present day father you have in Father God. And I'm going to explain that. I want you to see. Look at this. John chapter 8, verse 38. I speak what I have seen with my father and you do what you have seen with your father. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. You are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father, you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. Now I want you to just listen just for a few minutes before we close. Please listen. He used the word father five times in these three verses about Satan. Many people can understand what I'm going to say and identify. That you were taken from the home of your natural father and put into the home of a stepfather and stepmother. But even though that stepfather or stepmother might have treated you better than your real father or mother, the words, the attacks, the abuse, still bothered you even though that first father was not your father anymore. And a number of us have been born again and we have been freed and we claim God as our father, but yet the lies of our ex-father, Satan, is still trying to bind us 
and caused us to live a life that doesn't belong to us anymore. We can claim God as our Father, but yet our actions is not that of reversal and resurrection. Our actions is still that of slavery because our spirit's been set free, but our mind and bodies have not. God wants to do a reversal in your lives today. He no longer wants you living according to the old way. And so there's some things I want to share with you here. And there's a story about this young man. He was 24 years old and he committed suicide. He was at the Washington University. His name was Theodore Huffman. The article reported that those who knew him said he was real popular and everybody liked him. But this is the note he wrote for his suicide. He says, to the world, when I was a child, other children abused and mistreated me because I was weaker and uglier than they. I was sensitive, a bashful boy, and was teased because of my face and my long nose. The more they offended me, the more they teased, the more I became afraid of people. I knew that many of them hated me for the things I was not responsible for and my, my, my passive nature and my appearance. I was, I was unable to speak to anyone. My confidence was, was gone. My teacher spelt my name with two F's, although it was only one. Yet I became so backward, I was unable to correct her. Therefore, I spelt it with two F's throughout my school career. God forgive everyone for this. I am afraid of the world, but I'm not afraid to die. What the Lord wants to speak to somebody here today is you have been living underneath the power of of the hypnotizing lie of the devil that you're no worthy that you're lost you're unclean you're bound and there'll never be no change for your life the father Satan is the father of all lies and that word father means those who speaks and controls you through words and influence and for a long time in our life and this resurrection days to remind us that we are not submitted to the words of Satan or the devil anymore. We are called to be submitted to the power of God. But this is the power of hypnotism. Hypnotism, and I don't believe in hypnotism. I believe it's of the devil because you're not supposed to let anybody control you. But I want you to hear what the, the, hypnotism, what the hypnotists say. We have found that hypnotic subjects are able to do surprise, surprising things only when convinced that the hypnotist words are true statements. When the hypnotist has guided the subject to the point where he is convinced that the hypnotist words are true statements, the subject then behaves differently because he thinks and believes differently. Doesn't that sound like Satan? The hypnotist can make someone touch a cold poker or a cold piece of iron with their finger. And the hypnotist under his control can tell them. You're, it's hot and your finger's blistering. And a blister will appear on the finger. And there's nothing but a cold poker touching him on the finger. Under hypnotism people can do things and say things. But the only way they can be hypnotized. Is if they believe what the hypnotist is saying is true statements. The only way you can remain in the situation that you're in. Is to believe what the devil has been telling you is the truth. I read a book about, from a, a man who used to be a, a plastic surgeon. And he says that when they would have to amputate somebody's arm or leg, 21 days they still feel like they have that arm or that leg. 
He finally, after many years, quit being a plastic surgeon because he got tired of the people coming and they're going, I'm so ugly, I need a facelift. And he would end up turning people away and changing their mindsets and saying, you're not ugly at all, it's all in your mind. Or if he would perform plastic surgery, they would leave. And even though they have gotten the perfect nose and the perfect face and the perfect everything they wanted, because they had believed a lie so long, even after the surgery, they left there still believing that they were ugly and they were gross and there was no hope and nothing beautiful about them. You can try to do everything on the outside, but you cannot heal what only the Spirit of God can heal on the inside. They say the phenomenon of hypnosis has always seemed mysterious because it has always been difficult to understand how belief can bring about such an unusual behavior. You wonder, why is so-and-so acting like they are? Why are these things going on in people's life? It's because they're believing a lie of the enemy. Listen to this. Anorexia. Ellen on the CBS television program, 48 hours, weighed 82 pounds and looked like a sickly child wasting away. But Ellen was firmly convinced she was fat. As a result, she avoided meals, refused to eat, or would even purge herself after eating. In this child's hospital room, the television reporter interviewing her got her stand in front of a full-length mirror and asked her if she, had any, if she looked weak or sickly. She says, I think I look fat, Ellen insisted. The reporter then tried the fact, but you now weigh 82 pounds. Do you think that this is a person who is fat? Ellen replied, no. But then Ellen immediately said that she was fat and would grow fatter if she ate. And she was so determined not to eat, Ellen would pull the vein, the feeding needles from her arm not to get any fatter. How many know that is horrible? Controlling and killing that girl, pound by pound, beating her with that lie. But yet there are so many people who are hurting and saying, and they look in the mirror, and the Lord says, you are my righteous son, my righteous daughter. Your sins are forgiven, but you look at yourself in the mirror, and you say, I don't, I'm not worthy of his forgiveness. He says, I love you with an everlasting love, and I'll never leave you, forsake you. And you go, God, what can you see in my life? What good is there for me? There's so many people here today say, I have an addiction to drugs. I have addiction to meth. I have addiction to sex. I have addiction to all these different things, and your mind is bottling. But I want you to know that there's a reversal power in the power of the resurrection. That what you are looking in the mirror is the glory in the face of Jesus Christ that is able to transform you from whatever you've been battling to his good. There's hypnotic power. Some people, they have hypnotic, they are self-hypnotized. I believe in a lie. I had a friend. He couldn't swim, but at night, his parents would find him swimming in the creek, in the bayou across the road in south Louisiana. He couldn't swim when he was conscious, but he could when he was in his subconscious. I want you to know, a lot of people are living out of the subconscious. They're living a lie that's not even true. And God wants you to start living a truthful life. The enemy wants you to live a double life. Even though now you belong to God, he still wants to claim you and he still wants to be the voice to convince you and he wants to be the voice to control you and he wants to be the voice to impart you and he wants to be still as a father. He wants to be that father figure. He wants you to continue to control your emotions and control your mindsets. He wants to continue to draw you down a path that leads to hell and destruction. The Bible says in Ephesians, 
Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the father of lies, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey. We used to walk according to what he wanted to. But I want you to know today, on this resurrection power, April 4th, 2010, there's a power of reversal that God wants to speak into your life, that whatever has kept bringing you back, whatever lies has made you feel cold and indifferent, towards the things of God I want to decree today that there has been a reversal your father the one who influences you the one who controls you the one who manipulates you Satan his power has to be destroyed off of your life today and he wants to set you God wants to set you free by that power reversal to take you from darkness to light it says in Colossians 2, 6, 10, and 12, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Not like the devil. And you are complete in Him. Say, I am complete in Him. I'm complete in Jesus, who is the head of all principality and power, buried with Him in baptism, that you also would be raised with Him through faith and the working of God who raised Him from the dead. It goes on to say in Colossians 4, Colossians 3, 1 through 4. If you are serious about living, listen now, if you are serious about living this new resurrection life, you see, it just doesn't come on its own. It's a progressive growth. Why can't I get free? What are you meditating on? The resurrection life is a life of reversal. But it says there very seriously, if you are serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Do you think when Jesus rose from the dead, he said, hey, y'all touch me. Y'all think, when he said touch me, do you think he wanted recognition that he was alive? Am I really alive? He knew he was alive. Do you know you're alive? Do you know you're forgiven? Do you know that the power of the enemy has been broken off of you? Do you know, young person, you can be free from those things that cause you to feel shameful and hurt? Do you know he can break the power of suicidal thoughts off of your life? He says you've been raised with him. Act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ proceeds. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ and where the action is. Resurrection power. See things from His perspective. Your old life is dead. Your new life which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ and God. He is your life when Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on the earth. Your real life. He is your real life. In Colossians chapter 4, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that we could be adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent his spirit. Say his spirit. The spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. The voice of the reversal wants to come into your life today. I want you to bow your heads and just close your eyes. If you're here today and you know you need a change in your life, you need a reversal into your life. 
I just want you just to close your eyes and bow your head, and I want you to examine your heart on this day of resurrection, this day of restoration, this day of reversal. Any areas of your life that you feel cannot be changed, areas of your life that you've been holding on to, and you know the Lord's been dealing with you to let it go. If you're here today and you say, Preacher, I need you to pray for me. There are things in my life that just seems irreversible. I'm in a relationship now that seems irreversible. I have feelings in my mind, in my heart that just seem irreversible. I'm living a lifestyle that I don't see, I can't get a control of. I need you to pray for me. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right there where you are. Just raise your hand. Yes, 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 I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. Oh, God bless you. I need a reversal today. God bless you. Yes. Oh, God bless you. Those who raise their hands, would you come forward to the front? And I want to pray for you. Just come to the front. Come and just receive that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead to do a reversal in your life. Come, 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 come. I need a change in my life. I need a reversal. I need things to change. There were more who raised their hand. Would you come today? Come. I want, I want some saints, some prayer warriors to come behind them. Would prayer warriors come behind these, please? Quickly, come behind these. Stand behind them to pray with them. Come on today, if you need help, if you're struggling in some areas, come, come on today, if you're struggling in some areas, come, 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 come. I need some brothers. Stand behind these brothers right here. Come. Lord Jesus. Christians be praying. As they are up here today, if there's somebody here today, if you don't know Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior, and you know your life is lost, well, we're celebrating the days that He came and He gave His life that you may live. If you're here today and you don't know Christ, you don't know that if you would die today, you'd go to heaven or hell, I want you right now to raise your hand and cry out, I need Jesus. I need forgiveness of my sins. If that's you, raise your hand. Anyone else out there? Anyone else? Maybe you're wandered away from God and you need to give your life back over to Him. Raise your hand right there where you are and let's rededicate it right now. Lord Jesus, I need you to come into my life. If that's you, come on. Come on. Come now. Come. Come and surrender to Him right now. Come and surrender to Him right now. Come and surrender to Jesus. He surrendered His life for you. Now, if that's you, you come and surrender your life for Him. Anyone else? Lord Jesus, come to my life and save me. Anyone else? You know you got to get your life with God. Come on, right now. Right now is the time. Right now is the time. Right now is the time. Come and surrender. Come, come. Christians, pray for these saints. God's breaking. There's some reversal power going on. There's some reversal power going on in these lives right here. Jesus. Jesus. Come. Come. Anyone else? I've got to surrender today. I know today's the day I've got to surrender. Don't fight it. My brother, sister, don't fight it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. If you know you've got to get something right today, come on now. Come allow the Spirit of God to move upon you and reverse what's been holding you back. Anybody else? Anybody else? We don't want to stop this day. We don't want to stop this. If you're here, you know you've got to get your life right with Christ. Come on right now. Come on. Come on on this day. Come on on this day. 
Let your future be changed. Let it be transformed. Let it be transformed. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. God bless you, sweat. God bless you. 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 Reversal. Reversal. You're ready. I want you just to raise your hands towards God right now. Just raise your hands towards God right now. And we're going to believe just like the Spirit of God spoke and came into that, that tomb. We're going to believe right now that the Spirit of God is going to come into your life.